0: All right, let's turn to boxing right now in a big fight in Las Vegas last night. And if you stayed up till around three in the morning, maybe you got a chance to see it. As a DAZN delayed the main event between Canelo Alvarez and Sergey the Crusher Kovalev until after the UFC fight in New York City was over, the Montezuma Diaz fight. So, if you stayed up late, you saw a pretty good fight. Canelo in trouble, losing on most scorecards after ten rounds, and then wins. In the eleventh, so uh, let's get to the expert on the, on all this. So Montero, unboxing the great YouTube channel and also a Ring Magazine writer. It's the great Mike Montero. What's up, Mike?
1: Hey, what's up, Dave? How are you doing?
0: There? I'm good. So, uh, did you stay up? Uh, did you stay? Did, did the main event come off before the, we moved the clocks back at two in the morning last night?
1: <laughs> Actually, uh, <laughs> it ended just after that. Yeah, the main event started I think about 1.20 a.m. Uh, East Coast time. And I was doing live commentary on my channel, my YouTube channel, and uh, boy, it, w- it was a rough one. I mean, it didn't get finished till well after two a.m. It was just one of those times. Apparently, they were showing the UFC fight there in the MGM Grand yeah. Garden Arena, which, well, you- which is just bizarre. That's odd. I can't think of any time that's ever happened,
0: Dave. You think it was a good idea to delay it that late, and uh, you know, I, maybe trying to build a relationship with, with Dana White and UFC, maybe do do some co-promotions in the future. And, you know, there's a there's a lot of mixed martial arts stuff on DAZN, but well, that sure ticked off a lot of boxing fans. Seeing their reaction on social media last night.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reaction was not good from most folks on social media, and then from people that actually paid for their ticket to go to the MGM Grand for boxing. They didn't buy a ticket to see MMA. So uh, I know a lot of fans that were in attendance were pretty upset about it. Between the co-main and the main event, there was about 90 minutes, a 90-minute delay. So it was just brutal watching the broadcast on the zone. I mean, you know, the commentators did a good job, but what can you talk about for 90 minutes, you know, before the fight? (laughs) So it was it was pretty brutal. And I I mean, there in the arena, you could go get drinks or whatever, but. Yeah, that just – it was just bizarre last night, Dave. Or actually, I should say this morning.
0: Well, as for the fight itself, uh, Sergey Kovalev ahead uh, on two of the judges' cards, uh, a draw on a third, and uh, most of the media had him comfortably ahead after 10 rounds, and it looked like he was going to win the fight going into round 11.
1: Well, it, well, there's some debate about the scorecards. I think that yeah, two judges had 86-85. I want to say uh, for Canelo. I don't remember for sure, but I think it was 86-85 for Canelo and then one added a draw. But there were some fans that had it virtually a shutout for Kovalev on Twitter. And then there were plenty of folks that thought it was a close fight. I thought it was a close fight 10 rounds through. I thought it was competitive. I thought that Kovalev controlled the early rounds, but Canelo made some ground in the middle rounds. It was a story of it's kind of two different fights, Dave, because uh, Kovalev was much more active. He was throwing more punches, but he was also missing a lot. And he actually wasn't punching with a lot of power. Canelo wasn't punching much, but he was very accurate, and his punches mattered. Uh, He started to kind of wear down Kovalev, and then, of course, he stopped him in the 11th round with a good three-punch combination. It was a right, left, right, and Kovalev was on the canvas for a good 30 seconds.
0: You know, it's interesting how different these referees are. Tyson Fury gets knocked down on the 12th by Deontay Wilder and the referee gives him every chance to recover, even though his eyes were rolling in his head and he winds getting back up. But here, as soon as that right hand landed, the referee came in and waved it off immediately last night. Yeah, I think, well, there's,
1: there's a few things that, that factor into that. I think, you know, Sergey Kovalev, he was knocked out. Now he was knocked out by Andre Warren in their rematch, but I'm not going to talk about that because those are low blows. And, you know, that's a controversial stoppage, but, he fought Edla de Alvarez, a Canadian fighter, yes. last year and was knocked out. He was dropped three times and knocked out. Sergey fought just 10 weeks ago, just 10 weeks ago, and was almost knocked out against Anthony Yard, who really is a prospect and had never fought anybody with a pulse. And he admitted he didn't even spar for that fight. So uh, Sergey's, you know, he's, he's getting older. He's in his late 30s. He's been stopped a couple times. And I do think that played into the ref jumping in really quickly but if you look at sergey's body the way that he there was a right hand kind of to the ear that canelo landed that backed him up and he was on shaky legs and then there was a left hook that landed to the temple and his legs immediately went And the last right hand on the chin i mean sergey was done he was absolutely done at that point he he didn't complain at all with the stoppage
0: Mike Montero, Montero Unboxing with Dave Smith here at SMNation Radio and com, And, uh, you know, the reports uh, f- from your lovely fiance Tiffany, said you, you kind of conked out and fell asleep before the main event last night. Is that true? <laughs> we could get another man card violation here. <laughs> yeah, you know what?
1: Uh, we, we went out and had dinner and a couple of drinks. and You know, here's the thing, Dave. I saw the fighters taking naps, okay? I saw uh, Canelo and Cole right. taking a nap. So I thought, you know what? What the hell? I'm going to lay down on my couch and take a nap. And then uh, she actually went to bed. she had enough and she oh, just no. went to bed, so uh, she didn't even see the main event till last night. She watched it this morning, but yeah, it was again, it was just bizarre that they let that u f c fight play out i just i can't think of a time when that's happened before.
0: you think we'll never see the day um i don't know if it's ever happened before where they'll have a half ufc half boxing show like where they where they drop the cage down from the ceiling and have a couple of ufc fights and then then, then bring the cage back up and put the boxing ropes up and then have a boxing show to do a co-promotion in the same arena on the same night i think you know there, there's
1: there have actually been club shows like that i think Roy uh-huh. jones jr has done some shows like that in the past uh but i just i don't think it will ever work they're they're, they're actually very different sports and when you look at the demographics the demographics are very different, so I don't. I mean, at, a, at the club level, I think something like that could exist, but at the on the big stage, no way. There's just no way. And then also, the pace structure is so different. Uh, last night, I mean, Canelo Alvarez made thirty-five million dollars. Sergey Kovalev made twelve million. I think the fighters on the UFC show made a few hundred thousand dollars, if that. So the pay scale is so vastly different at the very top of boxing as it relates to all other martial arts. So I, I don't see that ever happening.
0: Uh, are we going to see uh, Triple G um, uh, Canelo three, or is Canelo going to stay up at seventy five, or well, what's next for him?
1: Yeah, that, that's the question on everyone's mind, Dave. You know, um, look, I got to say this: a lot of people, you know, are really excited about Canelo's win yesterday, and it was a good quality win by him. He he did what he had to do. I get it, but Sergey Kovalev was seen as the, I guess, the most vulnerable of all the the title holders at light heavyweight. The real guy right now at 175 is another Russian guy, Artur Bedrebiev, who just unified titles, and he's the lineal champion. He beat Oleksandr Vaznik, a very good Ukrainian fighter, just a few weeks back. I don't think Canelo Alvarez wants any part of him. So, no, I don't think he's going to stay at 175. I think this was a very uh, calculated risk that they took with Kovalev, a big name but the guy who was long in the tooth and vulnerable, I think he's going to go down. I think he's going to go. Now, he's going to go all the way back down to 160? I don't see that happening. I think he's probably going to go to 168. So, if the third fight with gloves can happen, and it's very possible it could still happen, I think it's going to happen either at some kind of catch weight or at the full 168 pound mm-hmm. super middleweight limit. Hey, is, and that's going to Canelo a lot.
0: Is Tiffany around to verify that you stayed up through the main event, uh, Mike Montero? Can she <laughs> come on there and she verify exactly that? Is.
1: She's actually asleep again. Oh She's no! Already in bed. Uh, you know, I've, you I've know only you yeah. Could, you, you could go on my YouTube channel and see my my broadcaster last night.
0: You know, I've only given out one man card violation to a woman in all the years I've been doing this. She might be getting close here, uh, caulking out early I, like know,
1: this. She, twice in a row, Dave. I gotta say, you know, I got I gotta say, man. Hey, now, Mike, she I cook a great dinner tonight. She she clean up the house. Uh, so I gotta
0: there that, you go. So. I saw saw some pictures of Andy Ruiz Jr. training, and uh, he looks a lot leaner and a lot thinner this time. Looks like he's in better shape for the rematch with Anthony Joshua. But is that a good thing? Will he lose some power? And would you say maybe if it ain't broke, don't fix it uh, after what he did the first time?
1: Well, I think that the impression before Andy Ruiz went into training camp for this rematch is that he kind of partied a little bit and was enjoying the success of scoring that big upset Uh, against Joshua in the first fight. However, you know, when he went to camp, when he first went to Saudi Arabia, he looked pudgy. (laughs) I mean, he always looks a little heavy, but he looked even heavier. But, yeah, I mean, we've seen some photos come out in the last week or so. He looks really good. I think it's a good thing because uh, it shows that he's dedicated. He's taking it seriously. He's not trying to be the next Buster Douglas. You know, after Buster Douglas shocked the world against Mike Tyson – his very next title defense against uh, Evander Holyfield, we all saw what happened, right? Andy Ruiz doesn't want to be that guy.
0: so uh, I Hasim Rahman,
1: too, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Hasim yeah. Rockman. There's been plenty of them throughout your boxing history, especially at heavyweight. And he, he just doesn't want to be the next one. So I think it's the right move. The key to this fight for Andy isn't really being big or powerful. It's being fast. That's how he won the first fight. It was his hand speed. It was his combination punching that caught Joshua with punches he didn't see coming. That's his key to victory here. So I think it's the right play.
0: Mike Montero, Montero on Bug. Tell, tell us all how we can see you on uh, on your YouTube channel, which is growing by leaps and bounds and also uh, writing for Ring Magazine.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Ring Magazine uh, next issue, next month, I'm going to have not one but two articles in the next issue, so be sure to check that out. And then uh, anywhere on social media, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Montero on Boxing. And I do a live podcast every Monday and Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. and It is called The Neutral Corner. We'll have a loaded show tomorrow, breaking down the big fight, and then talking about the conspiracy theories, Dave, because now everyone's saying online that Sergey Kovalev took a dive and this whole thing was fixed, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Oh he okay.
0: didn't do a very good job of taking a dive of winning the first ten rounds, did he? That's it usually didn't yeah, work that yeah. way.
1: If I'm taking a dive, Dave, I'm not going to wait till the eleventh round and uh, take it on the chin. I'm going to I'm going to bow out in the first round and
0: just take my money. Absolutely, I'm getting the heck out of there. Uh, what what's going on with Errol Spence Jr. right now? It's just uh, Mike miraculous that he flipped the Ferrari what three times and the uh, and the Ferrari was completely total. We saw we all saw the accident uh, on the security cameras and and to come out of that thing with only bumps and bruises and no broken bones was a, a miracle that he wasn't killed. But we haven't heard much from him. Uh, well, have you heard anything about what his health is like here after that accident? Uh,
1: so his health apparently is good. The worst he had, I think, was uh, some damage to his jaw and some missing teeth. However, uh, we don't know how it's going to affect him in the ring. I mean, that would we'll just have to wait and see. But he is facing DWI charges. And I think that the reason why there's kind of been this hush from his uh, management and they're not speaking and they're not allowing him to speak is because of that legal situation. I think maybe they want to wait until that's sorted out before they come out and start speaking publicly or anything. But I think, honestly, Dave, um, they're missing a huge opportunity. I think that Errol Spence could spin this thing into a positive and talk about the dangers of drunk driving and uh, driving without a yep. seatbelt you know, in the middle of the night. I mean, he made not just one mistake, but multiple mistakes. And as you said, it's just a miracle he's alive, let alone the fact he'll be able to fight again. There's a huge opportunity for him here to turn this into a positive, you know, publicly. And so far, they're blowing that opportunity, in my opinion.
0: And he uh, he got thrown through the windshield, too, didn't he, on top of everything yes. else?
1: He was ejected from the car and apparently landed on his face. That's how he broke his <laughs> uh, his teeth. So it's just, it just baffles the mind how he <laughs> didn't break any bones, let alone, you know, survived. It's, it's insane.
0: Wow, it's unbelievable. All right, great stuff, as always. So it's Montero unboxing on YouTube, so you can always find him there. Read his two columns coming out on Ring Magazine. And uh, no man card violations tonight because uh, the, uh, the the wife went to bed early and couldn't rat you out again. So lucky for you. <laughs> hey, it worked out this time. We'll see what <laughs> happens next time. All right, Mike, great stuff, as always. There he goes, the great Mike Montero with Dave Smith here at SMNation Radio and smnationradio.com.